see the trap. Now they're changing up. They'll line up man-to-man. -man. An initial pass comes in. You'll see the trap. Antoine played that one well, playing the ball off of Wallace's leg and out of bounds. And now Hicks gets the pass and gets it into the front court and slips and falls, but still gets it inside the Pemberton. And John will have to deal it back out. Randy Blair has the pass at the very top. And the Redbirds will set up the half-court offense here with a two-point lead. Randy comes to the left wing, picks it up and goes inside to Pemberton, who had it knocked away, and now it's out of bounds off of St. Louis. Wallace unable to hang on to it, and so the birds will inbound with 20 seconds to shoot. For the most part, Dick, the officials have let the players play inside. There's a lot of contact. You're going to have to be strong with the ball to get your shot off. Ricky Jackson gets it in to Randy Blair, who comes out of the lane to get this one. Now it comes back into Ricky, and he traveled as he tried to make his move toward the basket. Another turnover. And that's six against the Birds. And that really Hicks wasn't a forced turnover either. As the ball is almost stolen by Antoine Hicks on the inbounds pass, Newbury found it, however, for St. Louis, and he gets it across the line. Seven turnovers for the Birds, and a ten against St. Louis. A lot of turnovers here in the first half. Here's Newbury on the drive, but Fowler helps out Hicks and forces Newbury back out. Now he goes baseline, passes it inside, knocked out of bounds by Ricky Jackson, and it'll be inbounded by St. Louis. Newberry is really a calm, cool, collected player. He doesn't get flustered at all, and he runs a pretty good show at the point for the Billikens. Looking to get it in is Foots, and he has trouble finding somebody and throws it up top just in time to Ivester. Now at the right wing, Newberry gets the ball. Charles Newberry at the very top against the ISU zone. Newberry with it behind an Ivester screen. Can't get the shot away and throws it back out to Ivester. Here's Anthony Jones up top, Newberry. Right wing, Wallace gets the ball for St. Louis. High post, Ivester. Back out to Newbury. They've got six seconds to shoot the ball. Everything's on the perimeter. Anthony Jones driving. Pull up shot. Forced up there. Not good. The rebound comes to Ricky. And back come the Redbirds as Blair has it now. Gets out in front of Ivester. Pass to John. Layup. No! And the rebound for St. Louis. And now Pemberton has knocked it out of bounds. But it belongs to the Billikens. And another easy shot off the break is missed. And boy... We have seen a lot of those in this game. Yeah, I think, too, another t another good indication there. The left hand would have gotten him the layup. He shot it awful hard. When you're going that hard to the glass, you really got to kiss it off soft. Shooting with the right hand from the left side of the basket. That is difficult. And the Birds miss the layup and still lead by just two, 21 to 15. As now working the ball across the timeline is Newbury against Antoine Hicks. Up top, Luchtefeld just back in the game for them. Has it up top to Newbury. Now on the right side, Ivester gets the basketball. He throws it to Wallace, a drive and a travel for him as he faked Randy Blair up in the air but dragged the pivot foot as he wheeled around him. And the turnovers continue here on both fronts. Well, the Billikens are waiting for the Redbirds to put one on the board, so this is a good trip down. 2-12 left, a good time to get up in this one. We're in the first half, and it's 21-19. Redbirds lead it here. Antoine Hicks at the right wing. Bounce pass baseline. Here's Randy Blair spinning, forcing up a tough shot. Air ball rebounded out of bounds off of St. Louis, and it belongs to the Birds. Randy had a difficult shot there, a man right in his face, and the 8-foot shot went only about 6 feet. Here's Jackson with it. Into the wing area. Hicks spins it up top to Randy Blair. Blair now against Wallace. Backs off a little bit on the dribble. And sets up the Redbird offense. 
They're looking at a man-to-man -man defense by the Billikens, and they've stayed in it the entire game. Here's a pick and roll, and Fowler gets it from Jackson and shoots it in. Scott Fowler with a move left of the lane, jumped it in from about four feet away, and the Redbird lead is four once again at 23-19. to That's the play Coach Bender says is as old as I am, Dick, the pick and roll. Birds have used that effectively on a couple of occasions, although they missed the shot the other time. Now Wallace has it nearly stolen by Blair, knocked out of bounds. It'll be Illinois State's ball. Randy Blair stepping in front of Wallace, and Wallace is the one who knocked it out. That's what As you call super hustle, Dick. Boy, the Birds are really playing hard in this one, and they have a four-point lead now, and the basketball as they look to make it a six-point lead here. Ricky Jackson will inbound it right in front of our side court location here at Redbird Arena. Ricky with a long look now throws it up to Fowler and gets it back from Scott. Jackson holds it high and now moves it toward the left wing with a bounce pass to Blair. Randy up top to Pemberton at the high post. Here's John, one dribble and a pass to the right wing. Ricky Jackson takes the three and it is off the back iron. Not good. The rebound to Anthony Jones for St. Louis. A minute to play now in the first half and the Birds up by four as Newbury drives and lays it and gets it. That's two times he's done that. That time he blew by Antoine Hicks and the lead is down to two as the Birds have it in the front court with 50 seconds to play here in the half. Randy Blair moves into the middle. Passes back to Scott. Right wing Antoine Hicks gets it. The lob into Fowler. Triple team. Scott in trouble. Lost the ball. Stolen away from him, and Newbury has it now with 37 seconds to play on the half. The shot clock turned off, and St. Louis will save it here for the final shot of the stanza. They can tie the score with a two-pointer. Ivester with it up on top. Newbury gets the ball. Against Antoine Hicks, he backs off on the dribble and sends it to the left side of the circle. Here's Kevin Foots with it. 17 seconds to play in the half. 23-21. to 21. Redbirds have a two-point lead. St. Louis led most of the way early. The Birds have had the lead here lately as the ball is knocked away by Blair again, but it comes to Newbury. Now five to play. Here's the lob inside, intercepted by Pemberton with two seconds. And Ricky will throw a three-quarter court shot. Not good. It looked pretty much on line, but a little bit short at the buzzer. And so we go to the locker room with a score. Illinois State 23 and St. Louis 21. A very intense first half of basketball, particularly for the Birds, who have the two-point halftime lead. We'll be back with more here at Redbird Arena in just a moment. Newbury to Foots, and the Birds are in the man-to-man -man here at the start of the half. Kevin Foots against Ricky Jackson, goes to the left wing, and now picks up his dribble and goes outside to Charles Newbury. Newbury against Richard Thomas, who moves it to the right wing and almost has it intercepted by Randy Blair. Boy, Blair has been close on a number of steal efforts. He has a steal or two in this game. He's been playing good, aggressive man-to-man -man defense, and he almost picked it off there. Redbirds really playing strong defense on the entry passes, getting their hands on all of them. Blair knocked that one out of bounds, and so now St. Louis has inbounded it once again as Newbury has it at the left wing. Against Richard Thomas, a long dribble, and now he has to get rid of it in a hurry, and it may be too long. He got rid of it just in time to John Duff, who comes to the high post. And now he throws it back out to Charles Newbury. Newbury moves to the very top. Guarded by Richard Thomas. The count is started against him as he moves inside. Now picks up his dribble and looks for help and throws it toward the corner. And there's the 45-second clock going off. St. Louis could not get the shot away as they 
were very stagnant against the ISU man-to-man -man that time. Good defense by the Birds. Dick, it looks like some of the Billikens didn't realize that the shot clock was winding that uh, down to ready to go off. Well, I have to be honest with you. I lost track of it myself, and apparently so did they, and so the Birds get the ball here with a chance to increase the two-point lead. Right wing pass, Randy Blair. Now up top, Scott Fowler gets the ball. Inside it goes to Gerard. He turns, fakes, now shoots it up and misses off the glass. And the rebound for Anthony Bonner. Coleman did a good job to get himself a good shot with the spin and the fake, but then he missed that shot. And the Billikens are back in the front court. Here's Foots up top to Newbury against Richard Thomas. Moves it to the left wing. John Duff gets the basketball. Can't get it into Anthony Bonner as Duff comes out across the top. Now picks up his dribble and goes into the corner. Here's Foots running through the lane. Lost the ball. Knocked away by Richard who gets the return pass from Ricky and Thomas for a layup, which is good. And the Birds lead 25-21. That's the way to make a lead pass on a fast break. Throw it out in front of someone nice and high, and it's timeout for St. Louis. They're not playing the way Coach Grower wants them to. Richard Thomas knocked that ball away and then took off, realizing that Ricky was going to gain possession. Jackson found him, and the layup by Richard makes it 25-21 birds with 18-19 to play. We'll be back with more in just a minute. We're one out of two. They turned it over twice. They have not shot it in this half. Yeah, they have right. not. Yeah. They had the uh, 45 second clock and then that turnover yeah. right there. Almost two minutes into the second half, the Billikens have yet to shoot the ball here in the half as Jeff Lichtefeld has come off the bench. So has Anthony Jones. And out of the game are the two guards, Duff and Newbury. So a couple of changes made by Rich Grower. Don't, don't wake the sleeping dog, Dick. Let him lie. Excuse me, it's Foots and uh, Duff who have gone to the bench. Newbury is still in the game for them as Luckenfeld now will inbound it for St. Louis. Redbirds have the same five out there. Fowler, Blair, Jackson, Thomas, and Coleman. Jeff Luckenfeld will inbound it. He finds Newbury up top and St. Louis looking for its first shot of the second half as Newbury works against Richard Thomas. Picks up his dribble and in trouble. Gets rid of it in time to Bonner at the baseline. Anthony Bonner from the corner, drives into the lane, fakes, now shoots a tough shot, and it's in there. Bonner with only his third field goal of the ball game. Remember, he sat some in the first half because of foul trouble. He is playing with three, and the lead is two now for the Birds at 25-23. Richard Thomas to the left wing to Blair. Up top, Scott Fowler gets the basketball. Here's Scott with a move toward the bucket, but now he hands it off to Thomas. Right wing feed, Ricky. Long one by Jackson is not good, and the rebound to Anthony Bonner. St. Louis now coming back the other way. Luck to fill. Dishes to Newbury up on top. Right wing pass and the shot by Jones on the run. Not good. The rebound kept alive by Coleman. Now knocked out of bounds by Gerard. And it belongs to St. Louis at their end. 
St. Louis picking up the intensity on both ends a little bit more now. I think they feel that they're in a ball game and they just realize that they're going to have to start playing to win this one. Jeff Luchtefeld throws it right to Randy Blair. Terrible pass. Here's Richard between two defenders. Layup. No, but he was fouled on the play and Richard Thomas getting the shot up there despite being hammered pretty hard. Almost got that one through as Newbury commits the foul. Boy, he put the other jet on, and I mean, he just exploded away from the defensive man, and that's hard to do when you're dribbling the basketball, and he really made a, a, a tough move to the bucket, and I think he got bumped just enough to miss the layup. Boy, Jeff Luchtefeld threw that ball right at Randy Blair as if he didn't see him. Or else he suddenly thought he had transferred to ISU. Richard Thomas on the line. Shoots it up and gets it. The first of a pair for Richard. And that's his third point of the ball game as he gives the Redbirds a three-point lead. Excuse me, his fifth point of the game as he will shoot it up here again. On the way, and he missed that one, and the rebound tipped up there. No. St. Louis almost tipped that thing in. Now Newbury gets the ball, and he comes across the stripe for St. Louis. Three-point lead for the Birds and a stuff at the other end now for Anthony Bonner as he drove baseline and hammered it through there. He has both St. Louis baskets here in the half and it's a one-point game. Now the lob into Coleman. He's got a layup coming. Bonner comes to him. He shoots it, misses it, and a whistle. And goaltending will be called. A technical called. I think the goaltend is also being called here because Robinson grabbed the rim. No, they're saying no basket and the Redbirds are asking for the goaltend but apparently they're not going to get it. Well, the shot went up and when Robinson come across for him to defend, he went with his left hand and, and grabbed a hold of the rim as if to support himself and keep his right hand up to defend against the shot. The tee call for grabbing the rim and Ricky will get two free throws and then the Birds will get the basketball as the toss is in for Jackson. His first attempt from the line in the ball game is sixth point of the game and the Birds lead by two, 27 to 25. Another chance here for Ricky. Not good and the Birds are not shooting it well from the line. They are three out of seven so far from the stripe. The Birds do get the ball here up by two. 27 to 25. Big possession here, Dick. They can't let the lead get away. They need a bucket. They can expand the lead to four with a basket as Ricky looks a long time and finally finds Fowler and now gets it back. And Ricky Jackson moves up to the top of the circle and now starts to dribble down the middle and runs into Luchtefeld who goes down hoping for a charge. Ricky turns and misses the 15-foot shot and the rebound for Anthony Jones of St. Louis. The Billikens back the other way. They can tie the score now as Jones down the middle passes off to the wing. Bonner on the move. Pulls up and passes out. Newbury's three-pointer is in and out of there. Not good. The rebound, Jones, who puts it up and in. Rebound basket, Anthony Jones ties the score. It's 27-27. Got to get on the board, Stick, because they'll kill you. They're a big, strong team. Randy Blair with it up on top now for Illinois State. Left wing, Richard Thomas gets by his man, picks it up and throws it out to Randy. Now back to Richard at the baseline. He drives. Tough off-balance shot is in off the glass. Richard Thomas off the dribble. Scores the basket to make it 29-27. to I wish some of his teammates would take note of the way he uses a glass and penetration because that's a hard shot to make. But if you use the glass, you got a chance. Seven points now for Richard, and the Birds are back up by two with 16 minutes to play. Here's Anthony Bonner at the right wing. Shoots off the dribble and misses long, and the rebound tapped out by Fowler, and it comes to Richard. 
Thomas against Newbury, a one-on-one move, hooks the pass and a layup, no good, but followed in by Coleman as Fowler missed the first time over the, after the great over-the-shoulder pass by Richard Thomas. And the Birds lead by four, 31-27, and now a blocking foul called against Richard as he's tried to swat the ball away from Newbury, who at the same time was making a move down the middle. You just can't get too tight on Newbury. He's very, very quick. You're going to have to back off of a step and maybe give him the perimeter shot, but don't let him penetrate. That's the third foul on Thomas, and that forces him to the bench. The Birds have committed only five fouls in the entire game. Richard, unfortunately, has three of them, and he sits down. Antoine Hicks is in now for Illinois State. As Luchtefeld inbounds it to Newbury. Bounce pass up high. Bonner back to Luchtefeld, and a layup is good. Luchtefeld went to the bucket after inbounding the ball, and nobody followed him, and it's 31-29. Redbird lead is down to two. Here's Fowler at the baseline, double team. Throws it back out to Ricky Jackson. And Jackson, cross-court lob, comes to the right corner, and Hicks now deals it up top to Randy Blair. Here's Ricky, left-hand dribble, pull-up shot. It's good. Ricky Jackson with a tough shot off the dribble. And the Redbirds again lead by four, 33-29. Jackson's first basket here in the half as Newbury goes high post to Anthony Jones. He drives on Ricky, now spins, now shoots off balance and gets it. Well, they're, they're playing a lot of two-on-two -two basketball, Dick, going with that backdoor play. Good drive to the bucket by Jones, and it's 33-31. Redbird lead down to two. Here's Ricky at the other end. Baseline move, and he's fouled by Keith Luchtefeld or by Mike Ivester, who just got back in the game. Ivester over to help out, but it's Luchtefeld who commits the foul. His first. With the lineup that St. Louis has in there now, they're going to have to put Luchtefeld either on Blair or... Jackson and he can't stay with them one on one. Well he's just left the game maybe that's why Tom as Wallace is in for him. Jorge Wallace first name spelled J-O-R-G-E as Roberts is in the game and he got the inbounds pass and then missed the baseline jumper and now swats the ball out of bounds and it will belong to St. Louis as Bonner had rebounded it. Sonny running by him swatted the ball out of bounds but St. Louis gets it back with 14.45 to play in the half, and it's 33-31 here in favor of the Redbirds. Newbury across the line for the Billikens. Behind the back dribble as Blair goes down. He's wide open and shoots it not good from 18 feet. The rebound for them. Wallace collared the loose ball. Now the high post pass to Bonner against Pemberton. He shoots a 15-footer. That's off the back iron. Not good, and the rebound, Randy Blair. Birds back the other way. Blair at the left wing. Puts on the brakes and now throws it back out, but he's called for the charge as he does so as Anthony Bonner went down that time. One thing Randy didn't do that time to form his lanes. I know he was looking at a two-on-two, two, but he should have taken the ball a little more to the middle so that that outer lane could have been filled by one of his teammates. Each team has scored 10 here in the second half, and the Birds lead 33-31 with 14-19 left to play as the Billikens now inbound the basketball. Coleman out when Roberts came in, and now Skerich is into the ballgame for the Birds as Hicks has gone out of there. Here's Newbury passing inside, but now it comes back out to Jones. Charles Newbury up on top. Backs off against the man-to-man -man and picks up his dribble and throws it to the high post. Here's Bonner giving it back to Newbury. Newbury with a move down the middle against Blair. Tough shot for him. Rolls no good, and they're all over the offensive glass. Newbury gets the ball, and he dribbles out of traffic and sets up the offense one more time. Three Billikens there to get that offensive board. They almost got in each other's way as now Bonner drives. Baseline jumper, no good. He continues to miss, and the rebound's Fowler. Now tied up by Ivester, 
Hell ball is called, and it's the Redbirds' turn with 13.38 to play, and the Birds still leading by two at 33-31. to 31. You really hate to give up the possession arrow in a situation like that. It looked like maybe the Redbirds had control of the board, but the official said no. Sonny needed just a little bit more muscle to rip that ball away. Couldn't do it in time, and Blair has it across the timeline now for the Birds. As he goes to the right wing, picks it up and throws to Pemberton, who bobbles it but gets it back, and now almost double dribbled and throws it back out to Blair. A drive by Randy. Now he shoots off the dribble and gets it. Blair faded back after his penetration was stopped. He shot it in from 16, and the Birds lead by 4, 35-31. Four points has been the biggest lead for the Birds in this game. St. Louis has not led by any more than five. And we haven't seen the Redbirds go to their zone yet this half. Newbury has it up top now for the Bills. Here's Ivester outside of the three-point circle, hands it to Newbury, who comes across the left wing. Now to the baseline he goes. Help from Ricky Jackson. He forces the pass back outside to Jones, who drives and shoots off balance in off the glass. Anthony Jones with a tough shot. He's had a trio of big baskets here in the second half for them, and he puts them back to within three at 35-33. Everything St. Louis is getting is off the dribble and penetration. Sam Skerich, two Roberts at the baseline. Sonny goes inside, shoots it up, and rolls it. Good! Sonny Roberts puts the birds back up by four. Boy, that was a big bucket right there. He took it right to their nose. Good aggressive play by Sonny, his first basket of the game, and now it's 37-33. Redbirds by four as Wallace gets it, and Skerich stays with him at the left baseline. Jorge Wallace deals it up top to Charles Newbury. 12-10 now to play here in the second stanza. Newbury with it against Randy Blair. Throws it to the right wing. Wallace with it there against Skerich. Behind a screen, he passes toward the baseline. Knocked off of Bonner and taken by Skerich. Bounce pass to Pemberton and a layup is good. What a pass by Skerich. A full bounce pass below the defender. And Pemberton's layup makes it 39-33. Birds by six. Boy, that's as good a pass as I've seen. And now a timeout called by St. Louis. A spectacular bounce pass, a low bouncer, which went through the defenders and gave Pemberton the layup to make it 39-33 Redbirds, 11-42 left to play in the half. Dick and the Birds are six of their last seven shots from the field. So the Birds hope to keep it going here as we pause now for this message. Huh? Oh, a tough catch, yeah. That's right. Um, Thomas has two baskets in this half, is that right? At Wheaton College, Illinois Wesleyan has an 11-point halftime lead. Titans 38, the Crusaders 27. Wesleyan led that game by just one with about six minutes to go in the half, but outscored Wheaton 12-2 down the stretch, and they lead by 11 at the intermission. The attendance here, 9,608. That's the... Uh, Announced attendance, of course, there aren't that many people here. That's the number paid at Redbird Arena this evening. Redbirds are in the second half, 7 of 13 from the field. As Kurt says, they've been especially hot here lately, making 6 of their last 7. Billikens are 6 out of 13 from the field. They continue to shoot it rather poorly as they have it inbounds. Here's Ivester with it up top against Sonny Roberts. Passes to Wallace, who's played quite a bit for them. Anthony Jones wide open. He backs off a little bit now and goes to Bonner. A 16-footer by the big guy is not good. And the rebound, Sam Skerich throws it ahead to Pemberton. John going toward the bucket. Ivester is with him. The layup is rolling good. And the foul is called. And the basket counts. And Pemberton 
has up the lead to eight points and will go to the line with a chance for a three-point play as the big guy went to the hole that time. You're right, Dick, and he led two breaks now. Getting out in front and putting it on the floor, going the full length of the core and not backing up one bit, going in and laying it up. And boy, when you can get a big man to run the floor like that, that's another plush you got going for you. But uh, the, the thing was started by Skerich's good rebound position and kicking it out. Sam Skerich with assists now on the last two plays. Pemberton has been the recipient both times and John who made a difficult catch on that pass that Skerich threw. We talked about the pass, but it was a tough catch too because John had to go down low to get it. Now looks for the three-point play and he rolls the free throw in there. And the Redbird lead is up to nine points all of a sudden here. Biggest lead for either team, 42 to 33 is the score. A half dozen points now for Pemberton. Here's Jeff Luchtefeld against Skerich. One bounce to the ball and now he goes to the corner to Anthony Bonner. Up top it comes, Newbury with it. Luchtefeld gets the basketball for St. Louis U. Here's Jones at the very top against Richard Thomas. He goes to Luchtefeld who fakes the three, now drives and he's in trouble and throws it into the corner to Bonner. Now back out to Jeff Luchtefeld, shot clock down to 14. Luchtefeld picks it up and goes to Newbury inside Bonner against Pemberton. He spins, got it knocked away, picked it up and turned and traveled. Traveling called against Bonner. Well, that's good help defense inside, Dick. Redbirds are really collapsing down on Bonner. Now here's where they got to be careful. They've got the full court pressure, and it's going to be a dandy. Here's Thomas now getting it to Skerich, and Sam will dribble it across the timeline. Sam goes all the way to the baseline, now tries to shoot it and got it blocked by Ivester. It comes right to Anthony Bonner. Skerich forced the drive that time down the baseline. Anthony Jones with it. The lob up top to Bonner. Now at the left wing, Luchtefeld gets it. The lob into Bonner, and the layup is good. Tough alley-oop layup for Bonner, who had to get over Thomas, who leaped high in the air to get the basketball. He didn't seem to have full control of it, but he still laid it in off the glass. And the Birds now in the front court up by seven as Sam's long one is good. Skerich hit a baseline jumper from 18 feet away, and it's 44-35. Redbirds back up by nine. And Sam Skerich playing well here in the second half. Boy, the Redbirds are really moving the ball up the court. Anthony Jones to the left wing. Charles Newbury gets it against the Redbird man-to-man. -man. Birds have still not used the zone here in the second half as Jones goes back to Bonner at the right wing. Now Ivester comes out to get it, and here's Newbury for them. Charles Newbury guarded by Ricky Jackson. And he backs off now and sets up the offense with 14 to go on the shot clock. Picks up his dribble and is in a bit of trouble. Has to find somebody and may not do so in time he did. He got rid of it just in time to Jones. A driving tough shot by Jones. Rims no good. Rebound Roberts. Sonny puts it off to Ricky Jackson. Birds by nine with the ball. Sam Skerich now inside. Pemberton wheels and gets fouled on his way to the basket. Another good pass from Skerich to Pemberton. That's been a big combination here in the second half. And Big John goes back to the free throw line. Give him credit again. He hustled down and posted up. Nobody was on him. He beat his man, defensive man, down the court. And I'll tell you, Pemberton's running the court real well right now. And I think he's got his man tired. That foul on Luchtefeld is his second as Ivester leaves the game for them. And back in for the first time in quite a while is Kevin Foots, who left after the opening minute of the second half. Pemberton on the line to shoot the first of two. Good. And John now is three out of four from the line and has seven points, six of them here in the half. Well, he's shooting free throws. I'm going to have to take his temperature. 
Well, he's a 64% around the year. He got that one as well as he arched it high and right through the middle. Pemberton now leaves the game. Coleman is in for Illinois State. Meanwhile, Blair has come back in, replacing Skerich. And Fowler is into the game instead of Sonny Roberts. So the Burns with an 11-point lead after those two free throws now play some full-court defense as St. Louis here has it knocked out of bounds by the Redbirds. They'll inbound it again. New large lead for the Birds of 11 after the two free throws by John Pemberton. It's 46 to 35, nine minutes to play. As it comes into Kevin Foots and the junior college transfer comes across the timeline against Ricky Jackson. Up top, Newbury gets it. And he deals it left wing to Foots. Mismatch inside. Thomas is on Luchtefeld. They couldn't get it into Jeff Luchtefeld. Now he gets it on the right wing. Holds it high, lobs it down low. Bonner had it knocked away by Fowler, but he goes into the corner to get it and deals it up top to Jones, who drives by Coleman. Running shot, not good. Whistle and a charging foul is called on Anthony Jones. Scott Fowler moved over to take the charge. You know when they play good defense, they have a satisfaction smile on their face, and Fowler gets up, and he's grinning from ear to ear because he knew he was in position, and he knew he made the right play. Redbirds playing some good basketball here as they lead by 11 and now inbound against the pressure. This full court pressure has not bothered them at all as Jackson took a dangerous pass from Blair and now throws it across the timeline to Coleman. Gerard dribbles into the circle, now back out to Randy, fakes the three, a drive, now a fake and now a shot which is short. Rebound Birds. Fowler's there and he had it stripped away out of bounds off of St. Louis and it'll be inbounded with the Birds. Redbirds had the offensive board covered that time but Scott couldn't hang on to the ball on his way back up to the hole. And the big seven-footer Melvin Robinson, the freshman, will check back in for them, replacing Anthony Jones, so they suddenly become quite a bit bigger. We'll see if the Redbirds can't get something on their out-of-bounds play, which they have all year long underneath their own basket. Let's see what they run. This is suddenly a big lineup now for St. Louis as Luchtefeld moves back to a guard position. Here's Fowler out to Blair at the very top. Randy's pass to the left corner comes to Ricky Jackson. Inside Coleman. Turns at the baseline. Now forces up the shot in. Gerard Coleman with a tough shot. Two men guarding him and he put it in from seven feet away and it's 48-35. The Redbird lead is 13 points. Here's St. Louis with it now. Spinning his foots and he drives to the hole and misses the shot but he may have drawn the foul as St. Louis has been stuck on 35 here for a while. They can't put it through the cylinder. Now they'll get an opportunity to do that from the free throw line. Dick, the Redbirds have taken the Billikens out of their man-to-man -man offense, simply as that. It ends up in someone's hand and the shot clock's down, and just like there, it's all one-on-one, -on -one trying to penetrate and take it to the glass. Well, you know, another thing, we're shooting the ball so well, we've made nine of our last 12 shots from the field. Not many opportunities for defensive rebounds for the Billikens when that happens, and also not as much chance for them to set up their full court pressure when they can't score as the free throw here is missed by Foots, and he'll try it again. This is only their fourth free throw attempt of the game and he missed that one too and the rebound chased down by Randy Blair. So it's still a 13 point lead for the Birds, eight minutes to play. That foul, by the way, was on Scott, his second, the team's third here in the half. Here's Blair, baseline drive and now he backs off and fakes the shot. Inside it goes to Coleman, but Gerard 
wound up with his foot on the end line as he caught the ball, and I think Coleman was quite surprised that Randy did not shoot that one. Well, it's too bad because Coleman's shot drained the bottom of the net. But, of course, it won't count as Gerard was out of bounds, and St. Louis will get the ball, but first we have an official's timeout called. It is 48 to 35, birds by 13, 7.49 to play, back in just a minute. 48 to 35 in favor of Illinois State University's Redbirds. At the last timeout, it was 39-33. So since then, the Birds have outscored the Billikens 9-2, and they've jacked up that lead to 13 big points. You say the most important time in the ball game is the first five minutes of the second half, Dick, and Redbirds haven't stopped there. They're still pouring it on, and they've just really played consistent basketball on both ends of the court. Birds played a decent first half and led by two, but it's so far a better second half, and they're up 13 as St. Louis here inbounds. Luchtefeld puts it in to Kevin Foots, and against Ricky Jackson, he'll work it across the timeline. Same people out there for the Redbirds. It's the starting lineup on the floor right now. Keith Luchtefeld at the right wing, or excuse me, Jeff Luchtefeld. Keith Luchtefeld's younger brother dribbled it off his foot, but now goes back to get it, and with two defenders on him, gets rid of it. Newbury driving toward the lane, shoots it up and rolls it. No good. The rebound, Fowler. And St. Louis can't get a break right now. Thomas with the ball. He passes to the left wing. Here's Blair inside Coleman against the big guy. He fakes and now shoots and misses it, and the rebound taken by Anthony Bonner of St. Louis. 7-10 to play. Birds up 13 as Newbury has it in the front court. Inside to the big man, Robinson, the seven-footer, shoots it up and rolls it. Not good, and the rebound for them, and the rebound is missed, and now Bonner gets it. He reverses the layup in there as Foots missed the second opportunity, but Anthony Bonner puts it home. He has a dozen points now, and it's 48-37. The Redbird lead is 11. Now Thomas takes the pass into Coleman. Around Robinson, he goes, and he shoots it up and misses, but he did draw the foul. Melvin Robinson, the seven-footer, commits the foul, as the Birds broke the press that time and got it in to good scoring position for Coleman. Not only broke the press, Dick, they demolished it. They took it right to the basket, and Coleman should have had that bucket. He backed off just a little bit and used the fadeaway shot. If he'd have gone with his power move, I think he'd have been shooting for three. It was the sixth team foul against St. Louis, first against Robinson. Two throws coming here for Gerard Coleman, the first of which rims in. Oh my, that was not pretty as it rolled around the rim, then kissed off the glass, and then rolled around the rim some more before it fell through. Another opportunity here for Coleman, and that one's a little more clean as it rattled the insides of the rim, and the Birds lead by 13 once again after Coleman makes two free throws. And the Birds have shot their free throws a little bit better here in the second half. They have made seven of nine. Six and a half minutes to play, and the Redbirds lead by a Baker's dozen. 13 points, the difference as Luchtefeld threw the ball away. Picked off by Randy Blair. Jeff Luchtefeld has passed it poorly on a couple of occasions here in the second half, and now the Birds try to take advantage as Richard Thomas gets it into Fowler, and he drives and gets it swatted out of bounds by Robinson. The leaping seven-footer there denied Fowler. That's all right. You want to take it inside. You want to make somebody else come and pick you up. They had to have help side defense that time. And if you take it to people, you're eventually going to be on that free throw line. But that's the thing that Scott wants to do. Luck to fill out and Jorge Wallace back in for St. Louis. As Ricky Jackson looks to get it in and throws it up top to Thomas. Now baseline Coleman back out to Richard. 
And it comes to Randy Blair at the left wing. Birds lead 50-37. to 37. They have the ball here. Just a bit more than six minutes to play. Here's Scott Fowler. 15-foot jumper is off the mark on the rebound for Anthony Bonner of St. Louis. Newbury now with it across the timeline. Down the middle he goes, and he is fouled by either Tom. Oh, it is Richard. Thomas or Coleman, they were both there, and it's Richard's fourth foul. And it comes with 5.59 left to play, and that'll force Richard, I would assume, to the bench. With a lead that the Redbirds have right now, I think they can be a little patient on the offensive end, run some clock each time before they go ahead and take the shot. They don't want to get in a running match with them now. Richard will stay in the game for now as St. Louis inbounds after the fourth team foul against Illinois State. Here's Newbury against a 2-3 zone. The Birds zoning here on the inbounds play. And this is really the first time they've zoned in the second half, the first time that there's been a play for St. Louis underneath its bucket. And they got the Billiken standing again, Dick. That's zone. I don't know what it does. It paralyzes them. We may see more of it later. And now a whistle, and Rich Grower wants the timeout. He sees what you see, Tommy, and he wants to talk to his team about how to combat that 2-3 zone. The timeout may put the Birds back in the man-to-man. -man. We'll see. 5.41 left to play. Redbirds 50, St. Louis 37. And we'll continue in just a moment. 5.41 to play, and the Birds lead it by 13, 50 to 37. Dick, in the second half, St. Louis is 8 out of 20 as a team. Anthony Bonner and Anthony Jones are 7 out of 13 combined. So they've made 7 of the 8 field goals and have taken 13 of the 20 shots for St. Louis and are not hitting with uh, very much regularity. Illinois State, 10 out of 21, just under 50%. I think a couple of those buckets, too, Kurt, have come on offensive rebounds. So they, offensively, you can say their offense is not clicking very well. No, they've had five offensive rebounds here in the second half. As St. Louis, down by 13, inbounds it. And the Redbirds are back in the man-to-man -man defense as Newbury throws it high post to Anthony Bonner against Fowler. He picks up his dribble, goes baseline to Newbury. He's cut off nicely and throws it back outside to Bonner. Bonner in the middle, 14-foot jumper off the dribble is not good, and the rebound for Ricky Jackson, who flew to the glass and picked up the ball, and then he was fouled by Robinson, I think. A great, aggressive jump to the bucket to get the rebound by Ricky Jackson. The foul against Melvin Robinson is his second. It's the seventh against the team, and the Redbirds' best free thrower here gets a one-and-one. -on -one. There's always times in a ball game you can see Ricky Jackson do things that just astound you. He was way above everybody that time. What great leaping ability he has. Ricky at 77%. He's actually fallen off a bit lately. He was above 80% for quite a bit of the season. He tries to add to a 13-point lead as the first one is not good in the rebound for Anthony Bonner. So Jackson misses the front end of the one-and-one, and, one and St. Louis is back into the front court. Charles Newbury with it. Drives by Blair and runs into Fowler, and a foul is called, I think, against Randy. We remind you that Richard Thomas remains in the game with four fouls. He did not check out during the timeout, so Richard's still playing with four as Blair picked up that foul. That is his second. Tom Lamarca just pointed out, Dick, that when we cause 20 or more turnovers, we are 5-1 and one on the year. And right now they have 20. St. Right. Louis does. So that may be a good omen. And the Birds zoning now on the inbounds play as Newbury has it up on top. Here's the lob to the high post. Bonner gets it to the corner. The shot by Wallace is in. Jorge Wallace fired that one in from the right wing about 13 feet away, and it's 50-39. to 39. The Redbird lead is 11. Now the Birds against the pressure get it to Randy Blair. 
In the backcourt, Randy works with the dribble and lost the ball. Picked off by Newbury, who goes behind the back and then shoots it no good. And the rebound slapped away, but a foul is called. It's uh, against Randy Blair. And that'll be his third as Blair that time had his pocket picked by Charles Newbury. And they get the ball back. This is one thing you have to guard against. You know that this team can really turn it over on you on the full court pressure. And after a bucket, they're going to turn it up a notch right now because they need everything going for them. And this guy at the line right now, you're going to have to stop his penetration. He's an 86% free thrower. His first attempt of the game coming here, and it is good. And they're within 10. That's that. only their fifth free throw attempt of the game. Dave. Yes, and they've made only three of those. Another chance here for Newbury. Birds have committed ten fouls as the free throw is good, and that cuts the lead to nine. Redbirds have committed only ten fouls for the game. Six of those here in the second half. Seven of the ten fouls have been against Blair and Thomas, the starting guards. Jackson gets it in to Randy Blair against the full-court pressure. Randy now at three-quarter court picks up his dribble and is in trouble. Now throws it ahead to Ricky, and he almost lost it, but he gets it across the line with the dribble. Back to Richard Thomas, and now the Birds will bring the ball up top as they want to work some time off the shot clock, and now a foul. Anthony Jones reached in against Richard Thomas, and Thomas, with 4.34 to play, will go to the free throw line. Well, I think maybe the uh, coaching staff of St. Louis realizes that the Redbirds can get in a dry streak from the free throw line, and they might try to put them uh, to the free throw line early before they get down to like the one minute, two minute mark. And Thomas is there now. He's gonna to have to drain, drain a couple. Well, he's been hot from the line lately as he shoots this one up and in there. And he has now made 24 of his last 29 free throws, which is excellent. Skerich is in for Coleman. So the Redbirds become smaller, but that's a better ball handling lineup, of course, and a better free throw shooting lineup as well. Yeah, I think that's a great move against this press because that's the only thing that St. Louis can get back in the ball game with. And Richard missed that free throw, and Scott Fowler going up for the rebound, committed the foul on Anthony Bonner, and so the lead up to 10 as Richard makes one of two free throws, but now down to the other end we go, and St. Louis is at the line with still 4.34 to play. No time off the clock. That's what really hurts the Redbirds. Anthony Bonner has 15 rebounds on the game to go with his 12 points. Scott Fowler's third foul, and Bonner now who has yet to shoot a free throw, will fire up a one-and-one. One. He's a 65 percenter, so he's not a great free throw shooter. Fires this one, good. And it's 51-42. The Redbird lead is down to nine once again. Bonner can put his team as close as it's been for quite a while if he makes this free throw. Looking for his 14th point of the game. Spins the ball in his hands and shoots it up and misses it. No, he rolled it in over the top of the rim somehow. Looked like it would fall off short. But it's in there, and it's an eight-point lead, and now a foul is called against Wallace. He'll put Randy Blair at the line. Yeah, that's what they're doing, Dick. They're not going to let any time. They're going to make the Redbirds prove themselves. Maybe trade two for one. Well, hopefully the Birds can start making two as Randy Blair will be the one to go to the stripe here. Jorge Wallace commits his first foul. And to the line goes Randy Blair, who is a 63% free throw shooter this year. Not nearly as strong as he has been. This is his first attempt in this game. Front end of the one and one here with 4.33 to play and his team up by eight as he shoots it up and not good. And the rebound tapped out by Fowler. Loose ball chased down by them. Bonner gets the basketball and the Billikens will work it across the timeline. 
as they are suddenly within eight points. Luck to Feld at the left wing. Here it comes up top to Newbury behind a screen. An 18-footer is short, and the rebound comes to Fowler. Hands it off to Richard Thomas. Richard leading a fast break. Here's the throw to Skerich, and the official almost got in his way as Sam does pick it up and throws it outside to Blair. That was a good save by Sam. And now another foul is called. They'll put Richard at the line with 4.08 to play, and certainly you've picked up on their strategy here, Tommy. They're going to force the birds to make some free throws. Right now it's worked in their favor. Someone's going to have to shut it down here, and the only way you're going to do that is make two of them in a row, back-to-back. Richard Thomas will try to do just that as he looks for his ninth and 10th points of the game. And he could make it a 9 and then a 10-point lead if he does so. The free throw is rolling. Good. Uh, Bird's got a break on that one. Hit the back of the iron. Went way high in the air and then right down through the middle. Dick, you call that touch. He rolled that and up there. That's the rim. At the, at, that's a home court rim. Luchtefeld committed the foul. His third. Richard makes the second free throw as well. So two big throws for Richard. And it's a 10-point Redbird lead again at 53-43. Now four minutes to play as Newbury lost the ball. Dribbled it off his foot, and Randy Blair gets it back. And a blocking foul now is called against Luchtefeld. He'll send Randy Blair to the line. That's the fourth foul against Luchtefeld. And, of course, the one negative, or one of the negatives, to this strategy by St. Louis is they're going to start putting individuals in foul trouble here soon. Well, one thing is for sure, when the ball went off his foot, Randy Bear reacts to loose balls better than anybody on this Redbird team, and believe me, the quickness was there, and he come up with it. Birds with a 10-point lead, now 3.59 to play. Coleman back off the bench, and he'll replace Sam Skerich. Skerich has had a nice game for the Birds. Yes, he has. He's made some good passes. He's hustled, and uh, I think probably the ball in his hands in the later minutes of the ball game won't hurt you one bit. Blair on the line now to shoot the front of the one and one, and it is rolling good over the front of the rim. Randy got the free throw. It wasn't pretty, but the birds will take it, and it's an 11-point lead. Oh, Randy wished that one in, Dick. He was hoping it'd just crawl a little in, another inch over that rim, and it'll be good. 54-43, Redbirds by 11, and Blair now looking for his ninth point of the game, and he rolls it good. Used the rim that time, and there's more of that touch you referred to, Tommy. Yeah. 12-point lead for the Birds, 55-43. Newbury up top to Bonner, the lob down low. Robinson has a layup, but it's knocked away from behind by Jackson and picked up by Blair. Great weak side help by Ricky, but now the ball has been thrown away. A pass from Richard to Scott Fowler too far, and Scott could not save it in. And it's turned over again by the Birds, who lead by a dozen as an official's timeout is called now with 3.44 left to play. It is 55 for the Birds and 43 for the Billikens. We'll continue here from the arena in just a minute. Birds have turned it over three in the second, uh, four in the second half. Us? Yeah. We only had uh, one up until about three minutes ago. Okay, right. In the second half, one in the second half. 55-43, Birds by a dozen. The turnovers now, 22 against St. Louis, only a dozen against the Redbirds. Birds have committed only four here in the second half, and uh, three of those four have come in the recent going, Kurt. Yeah, about the last three minutes, Dick. Up until then, we had uh, only one second-half turnover, and that was at about the uh, seven-minute mark. Newbury with it now, backs off and shoots a three, and it's an air ball, and it goes out of bounds, and it belongs to the Birds. Okay. Newbury, wide open. Backed up one step and fired it from the top of the circle and did not draw iron. Coach Bender switched Jackson on him, and that was a good move. And if you stop his penetration and make him shoot from out, you're in business. As the birds have inbounded it, Coleman now lost it. Bonner gets it, and he was fouled 
by Scott Fowler. So there is another turnover against the Redbirds. As Kurt said, they had only one in the first 12 minutes of the half or so, but now they've had four here in the recent going, and they put Bonner at the line and stopped the clock with 3.33 to play in the game. Foul on Scott Fowler, that's his fourth. So he and Richard Thomas both with four, and Scott now leaving the game. Richard's still in there playing with four fouls. John Pemberton is in. Sam Skerich is back now for Gerard Coleman. As the birds are about to go to the offense here. Bonner with the free throw. It's up and it's rolling. No good. First of a pair for Anthony Bonner, who was fouled in the act of shooting. He gets one more try. With his team down 12, he'll fire another one up there. Guy we haven't seen much for St. Louis the second half is John Duff. I don't know whether he's been off the bench yet, Dick. Free throw is high, no good as it bounces high, and it's rebounded by Ricky Jackson. So Bonner missed both free throws, and the Birds have the ball stolen away. Anthony Jones picked it clean from Ricky Jackson. And now he has it to Newbury at the left wing as St. Louis attacks the bucket again. Up top, Luchtefeld, a bomb from him is good. Jeff Luchtefeld fired in a 22-footer, and it's 55-46. to The Redbird lead is down to nine, and now a foul is called as Richard Thomas that time was hacked by, I think, Anthony Jones. And that would be his third foul. Jeff Luchtefeld way up at the top, well outside the three-point line. Might have been more like a 23-footer for him, an NBA three-pointer possibly. He put it down, and it's 55-46. The Redbird lead down to nine. Now Anthony Jones with the foul has placed Richard Thomas at the line. Yeah, that hit nothing but the bottom of the net. He played a, he played a tune with that one. He strung some music up. Richard will try to do the same from the free throw line, and he rims it not good in the rebound for them. So St. Louis with a ball and a nine-point deficit. Bonner with another rebound, and here's Newbury with it in the front court. Goes to Jeff Luchtefeld, who puts it back to Newbury. Baseline drive and a pass to Jones, and a layup is good, and they're within seven. Anthony Jones got the easy layup that time. The Birds against the pressure, and now Blair is fouled by Anthony Jones. And the Birds continue to be tested from that 15-foot stripe. 2.53 to go now as the clock is moving ever so slowly. <laughs> it does. I know it does. Fourth foul on Anthony Jones. He and Luchtefeld for St. Louis are both out there with four fouls. St. Louis desperately trying to climb back here. They were down 13. They've sliced that lead to seven. Randy Blair at the line. He has made two out of three here in the second half. He shoots this one up and good. That one was right through the middle. The two last time bounced all over the rim before they went through. That one was clean. And it's an eight-point Illinois State lead at 56-48. Another chance for Randy. And now St. Louis has it across the line. Newbury with it. Two and a half minutes to play. Into the corner he goes to Wallace. The driving stuff shot is good. And Wallace cuts the lead down to five as the Birds forgot to guard him. Now Illinois State quickly in the front court as the pass comes back to Sam. Up top, Ricky Jackson with it. 2.13 to play. Birds lead 57-52. Ricky spins away from the defender. And now Pemberton gets it. And he's fouled by Anthony Jones. And big John Pemberton goes to the line with 2.07 left to play. Now they're going to have to still hang in there by stepping up and making free throws. That's the only way. And Jones fouls out. Yeah, he has left the game now with 2.07 to play. He commits his fifth. And Rich Grower will look for another player to put in the ball game as they continue to put the birds at the free throw line here in the late going. 
Dick Jones was four out of eight from the field, two of two from the line for his 10 points, and he had four rebounds, two offensive and two defensive boards. He only averages three and a half points a game. He played well for them off the bench. As Kevin Foots, their starting forward, is back in the game. Meanwhile, Pemberton has the ball, and John shoots the first one up there and rolling good. Pemberton has made five out of six from the line and has made four for four here in the second half. Right there's a clutch free throw. There's no doubt about it. Another one here for the big guy out of Lake Park High School in Roselle. He got that one too and the Redbird lead is back up to seven. 59-52. Wallace with it now against Skerich. Moves inside, passes back to the corner. Here's Kevin Foots with it. Lobs it down to Bonner at the high post. Now it goes to Luckefeld. The three-point try is not good. Way off the mark. The rebound kept alive by Jackson. Knocked out of bounds. Who's it off of? It's off of ISU. It'll be inbounded by St. Louis. 153 to play. The Birds leading 59-52. to And Bob Bender wants a timeout. And now we'll get it. 153 to go. And the Redbirds trying to hang on here against a good ball club, the Billikens of St. Louis. It's 59-52. Birds back in just a minute. Still not bad. No, it isn't. Doesn't seem like we're shooting. Well, in the second half now, the Redbirds have attempted 22 free throws and have made 16. That's 73%. And that's good, especially for the Birds, Tommy. Yeah, that's good. But right now, with the lineup they have in there, the only big guy they got out there is Pemberton. And so... They're going to have to really block out uh, when the shot goes up. They can't be given that second and third attempt and going to have to make sure that they don't stop the clock by fouling someone. Their ball underneath their own basket. Luchtefeld ready to throw in for the Billikens. Skerich, Blair, Pemberton, Thomas, and Jackson are the players out there for the Birds. And Luchtefeld out there with Foots and Bonner. And uh, Newbury. Who's the other man in the ballgame for them as we wait for television from St. Louis here to come back with us? Luchtefeld will trigger it in as Wallace is the other player. They get a three off the inbounds pass. Not good by Newbury, but they rebound it. Bonner misses. Now another tip. Not good. The ball tipped away, and it comes to Skerich. Sam Skerich moves it up the floor, and he has it knocked away, but he picks it back up and looks for help and throws to Richard Thomas. Good job by Sam. And now Thomas right by a man and passes back out to Pemberton. Birds will work the clock. 1.33 to play. ISU by seven. And Ricky Jackson is the man who is fouled by Jorge Wallace. And the Birds go to the line with 90 seconds to play. And they have the seven-point advantage. At half court now, the Billikens are going to their trap defense and really smothering the, the man with the ball. The ISU uh, offense needs to spread it out a little bit, Dick, and move the ball and pass it before someone gets to them. Jackson has missed his last two free throw tries. This one is up and good, and the Birds lead by 8-60-252. Ricky's ninth point of the game, and now he can make it a nine-point lead with another free throw. A long look, and Ricky fires it in. Both are good, and the Birds now have made their last four free throws and lead by nine, 61-52. Newbury with it. In through the lane he goes, passes back to the corner, a three by Luchtefeld is good. Jeff Luchtefeld put it down from deep in the corner, and the lead is right back to six points now at 61-55. Here's Thomas across the timeline, a minute 13 to play. Richard weaves through some traffic and now throws it back out to Pemberton. John in some trouble, and he is fouled on the play just before he committed a double dribble. Kevin Foots with the infraction, and that'll put John Pemberton at the stripe with 1.07 left to play. Luchtefeld now with two 
of his last three from three-point range. He's a dangerous long-range shooter. And that's why he's in the game as he tries to bring the Billikens back. Six-point difference now on Pemberton at the line with a minute seven to play. Yeah, and this guy here at the line, and I don't want to jinx him, has really done a good job tonight. Not just shooting his free throws, but his, his overall game has really been wonderful. He fires this one up and good right through the middle, and Pemberton has made six in a row here in the second half from the line. And at 62-55, Redbird lead is seven. So that requires three St. Louis possessions with a minute seven to play. The free throw good again, right through the middle both times. Pemberton looks great shooting the free throw. And the lead is up to eight at 63-55. Newbury inside shot, no rebound for Randy Blair who falls down and travels. Boy, heavy contact between Blair and Newbury as they both went up for the rebound. Randy came down on the floor and could not avert the travel. And so St. Louis gets it back. Now 58 seconds to play. Randy really got a big board that time going up amongst some trees in there but he couldn't quite keep his pivot foot. And so Luchtefeld will inbound it here for St. Louis. Birds by eight in the final minute. As Luchtefeld goes to Wallace, he steps outside the three-point line, now passes to Newbury up on top. Charles Newbury, left wing, Wallace gets it. He moves toward the baseline, now sends it back to the top. Here's Foots on the drive. His pass battered by Skerich, but it comes to them. Now a loose ball. And they scramble, and Luchtefeld shoots a three, and he missed that one, and the rebound grabbed by Bonner. Outside it goes, and Foots for three, and that one's good. And with 35 seconds to play, the Birds have a five-point lead as Thomas gets it across the timeline. Richard got the quick pass from Randy Blair. Now Pemberton with 25 seconds to go, make it 26 seconds to go. He's fouled again. Anthony Bonner got him, and John Pemberton, who's been tested time and time again, goes back to the free throw line with 26 seconds to go, and the Birds leading by five at 63 to 58. I think Coach Bender would like to see him get rid of the ball a little sooner. He had a man open in the corner. That'll run a few more seconds off the clock. But if he steps up and gets both free throws, I don't think nothing will be said. Well, the first one is right through the middle again. Pemberton continues to drain the free throws. Unbelievable. John has just made a turnabout at that free throw line. Eight in a row. He looks for his ninth to make it a seven-point lead. And he rims it good. That time he used the rim. And that's one of the few times he's done that as the Burns lead 65 to 58. St. Louis with the ball. Here's Wallace with it. Up top it comes to Newbury. Now down to 20 seconds to play. Newbury on the drive. Picks it up and fires from 15. Not good. The rebound. Ricky Jackson, but he lost it out of bounds. And with 14 seconds to play, St. Louis will inbound it. Seven-point Redbird lead. Looks pretty darn good at this point. Yeah, they don't want to foul here. Make them throw it long. Nothing inside. Luchtefeld will inbound it. They're looking for a three if they can get it. Or a quick two as it comes outside to Wallace. Now he'll shoot the three, and it is rolling no good. The rebound. Blair got it. Bonner was there, too, and a foul is called against Anthony Bonner with 10 seconds to play. That's number five on St. Louis's top player. Dickey fouls out of the ballgame with a Redbird... A Redbird Arena rebounding record. Tom LaMonica just pointed out, officially they have him for 20 rebounds in the ballgame. And that would be a record in this relatively new building. As Randy Blair will shoot the free throws. Ten seconds to play as Bonner leaves the game. The Birds up by seven. And Blair can increase the advantage, and he does not. Rims that one no good. Luchtefeld has the rebound, and they're in a hurry now as Newbury gets it. Back out to Foots, a three-point try. That's good. 
three seconds, two seconds. They're out of timeouts. The game will end, and the Redbirds win it 65-61. to 61. Illinois State with its fifth consecutive win here at Redbird Arena, and the Birds level the overall record back to even 500. They are 10-10 after scoring a 65-61 triumph here over the Billikens of St. Louis. We'll continue here from the arena in just a moment. 65-61, the Birds a winner over St. Louis University. Sam Skerich had a nice game this evening, helping the Redbirds to a victory, and Sam, this one has to feel pretty good after the rather decisive loss at Tulsa Saturday. Well, that's exactly right. We were anxious to come back and play again after being embarrassed, and uh, I thought all of us went out there and redeemed ourselves pretty well tonight. Yeah, and you're playing essentially the same sort of team as Tulsa, a very athletic team, a team that's that's tough on the boards. What was the main difference, would you say? Well, I think the main difference was that we handled their pressure a lot better uh, than we did against Tulsa. They're pretty much the same team in that they're big and athletic, but uh, we had a little more time to prepare against the press before this game, and I think that was shown tonight. Was that that you had more patience with it when you took the ball out of bounds, or you positioned your men well, or what was it, Sam? Well, I think the biggest thing was that we didn't panic against the pressure, and I think that's what we did against Tulsa. I think that's probably the most important thing when you're, when you're facing good pressure is that you don't panic and you hit the open man and come to the ball, and that's what we did tonight. I feel when a team's pressuring you, and I think as a guard you must feel the same way, you don't just want to get it across the 10-second line. You want to annihilate it sometimes, and I, I thought you guys did a good job tonight. Right. Coach Bender talks about uh, beating the press to score, and that's what we want to do. I think we did that pretty well tonight also, and uh, that we beat the press, and not only did we get it across the half-court line, but we got some buckets out of it also. It's no secret that you're probably one of the best passers on this ball club tonight, and it makes me wonder sometimes how careful you have to be and what you have to think about before you deliver a ball because who's on the other end? Well, I don't really take that in, into consideration. I probably should a little bit more. I might cut down on my turnovers. But uh, I just see jerseys out there, and uh, if I think a pass has to be made, then I'm going to throw it no matter you know who it's to. I just want to make the play. Well, we have to ask you about the low bounce pass to John Pemberton. The low bounce was required there to get through the defense. The ability to uh, quickly detect what type of pass is needed uh, seems to be a specialty of yours. How does that work in your mind as you're getting ready to, to uh, well, deliver that sort of pass? It's, it's through practice. I mean, all the years growing up. But uh, it, was a, it was a great catch by, by John yeah. to be able to you know, get the ball and put it in the bucket. But uh, it, it's just a matter of knowing, knowing when to throw the bounce pass and you know, when, to, when to throw an air pass. It just comes with experience and playing. But it seems as though there must be a certain amount of instinct there. I mean, I know you work at it, and, and it does take a lot of practice, but uh, not everybody can, can make that sort of pass. You were, you're blessed with that ability, it seems to me. Well, I think I see the floor pretty well as a player and, and know where people are most of the time, and I just try to deliver it to score. You know, I can't make it any simpler than that, you know. You were being critiqued tonight. I saw Dad in the stands, and it's nice to have him here. And, uh, of course, he doesn't get a chance to see you play that often. Uh, but uh, I saw your eyes light up a few times. Yeah, I'm glad he, he got a chance to see me play tonight. He, I think he's seen me play maybe three times in my career. So anytime he gets a chance to come over, I'm, you know, I'm happy to play. The other game he saw this year was the one at Drake, which was another splendid performance. We have to get him here more often, Sam. Yeah, I don't think he's seen us lose yet. So maybe... <laughs> 
we should bring him here a lot. Your dad, of course, is an assistant at Northern Iowa under Eldon Miller, so it is difficult for him to see you. And uh, your brother is playing up at St. Cloud State in Minnesota, so uh, he tries to get up there, I guess, when he can, although that must be more difficult. Yeah, that's difficult. As you said, he's got his own schedule that he works on, and he's busy. So uh, it's, it's difficult. If games are on TV, then that's probably the easiest way he can see us play. Are you able to keep track of uh, how your brother is doing and how your dad's uh, Northern Iowa Panthers are doing? Yeah, we're keeping good, good con contact between the three of us uh, through the phone, and uh, we know what's going on at all times with each other's teams. The Panthers uh, won a game last night at home over Eastern Illinois, and they're playing a big one against Western Illinois here coming up. Uh, he likes it at Northern Iowa? Yeah, I think he's pretty happy with what he's doing right now. Sam Skerritt Sr., of course, an ex-assistant here at Illinois State, and his son Sam doing some good things here for the Birds as they win at 65-61. to 61. Tommy? Another question, Sam, I think probably at the end of the ballgame, we saw the guards in the ballgame basically to handle the pressure and run some time and, and, and maybe the people in the ballgame that can step up and knock the free throws down. But you were small in there. That really puts some pressure on you when the ball goes up uh, to get on those defensive boards. Well, before I came out for the last few minutes of the game, uh, the coaches reminded me that I had to block out. And I think that's one thing I have to continue to do in order for me to help the team. And like you said, I'm out there for ball handling purposes and also to hit the free throws. Well, I think you got three key rebounds at the end of the ball game. And uh, of course, not at all time does that score show up in the box score, but uh, it shows up at the end result when you look up at the scoreboard. And uh, you talk about free throws, Sam. You didn't get a chance to attempt any, but how about John Pemberton? Huh? John was stroking him. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. He's been working. 65-61, the Redbirds beat the Billikens here at Redbird Arena. Fifth consecutive victory at home, and the Birds are now back at even 500 with 10 wins and 10 losses. And, of course, still 5-3 and three in the Valley and heading back to Missouri Valley Place Saturday when Indiana State comes here to normal. Bob Bender, a little different story than uh, Saturday in Tulsa. It was, uh, it was like two different games. Uh, you know, and the kind of ironic thing about the game tonight was that uh, we had come off the Tulsa game. They had come off probably their best win of the year against Evansville. And talking with uh, the Evansville people, the St. Louis comments were that that's the best defense they've played. Their pressure really caused problems. And, you know, you, you might get concerned that we we're coming off of our worst performance against a lot of pressure at full court and, and trapping defenses. But uh, we came out tonight. I was real pleased with our, with our focus, our concentration, because we weren't, distracted thinking about what happened against Tulsa. Even down the stretch when we turned it over a couple times, we didn't get tentative. We kept after it, and that was, you know, it was nice to see that we weren't going to be, uh, you know, lose our concentration. And when you look at how to grade your team and how it handled the pressure and how it took advantage of the pressure at times, uh, how would you rate it? I would say that, that, uh, that we handled it well. The main thing was that we pushed the ball up the floor. Now, uh, when you're tentative, you have a tendency to get the ball in, as we did against Tulsa, and look to get it right back to the inbounder, which is exactly what the defense wants you to do. Uh, sometimes our decisions as we got down into scoring areas were a little shaky at times, but that's, you know, I think that's to be expected after the type of game we had at Tulsa. But it was, uh, I was much better, and we'll keep working on it because uh, you know, we, we've got some time now to prepare for Indiana State, but we play Tulsa right after that, and, yeah. and so you, you prepare for a number of games. And certainly working against pressure will be one of the things. I was impressed early in the ball game, Coach, about your half-court defense. I thought you really extended yourself and at times 
they saw that all they had left was a one-on-one -on -one move. Yeah, our defense was excellent all night long. I mean, we started off the game and set the tone that it was not going to be easy to play against our defense. And like you said, they, they would look, they'd probe, they'd have nothing. And even the big guys were then stepping off trying to, you know, create on their own. Uh, now, the best thing was the second half starts, it's their ball, and you get two stops. One, 45-second clock violation. Two, a steal. Now, that's, you know, that's excellent defense. It's hard to play defense for 45 seconds against a team like that and not allow them to shoot. You played a lot of zone in that first half, and you caught them, it looked like to me, standing around a little bit. Yeah, other than uh, their aggressiveness in behind and, and going for the lob, we really did a good job in the zone. Uh, uh, it was a team that, that uh, we felt that we might have to go to zone. Not that we wanted to, but we might have to. Uh, and then we got some confidence in it. They were tentative, and then we were able to, to go back to it. And when you look at an entire man-to-man -man defense for the second half, then that's because you were playing the man tough and you really didn't want to go to the zone unless you had to. No, the only and we'll go zone, you know, all the time when, uh, you know, certainly the ball is being inbounded underneath uh, our opponent's bucket. But uh, we were able to stay with man because our, our aggressiveness and our rotation was excellent. I thought it was the best that we have done of when the ball is in the air on a post pass, our help side coming over and attacking it. Did you have to be a little careful in the second half of being over-aggressive on the wings because they weak-sided a couple of times? Yeah, they got a couple of them real quick on us, some uh, backdoor cuts. That, uh, but that's, that's really kind of to be expected. In fact, sometimes you want that to happen in our defense because then they're going to look for it, and then you'll have good help side. I mean, if you get beat by once or twice, they'll, we'll adjust, uh, and we did. And it was uh, our defense tonight was excellent. We really were... Very aggressive. From a coaching standpoint, uh, they went after you with about five minutes to go, and they intentionally wanted to put you to the line. Uh, did it surprise you a little bit? No, no. There, I think there's certainly there's two different philosophies, Heidi. One is at five minutes, a lot of people then do start fouling because if they get you to miss a few with five minutes to go, that's in your mind, okay? And, and even if you make them, there's still a lot of time. They're going to come down and score. The other thing is that uh, they didn't have many timeouts left. So in order to stop the clock, they were going to have to foul. Well, there's one guy on your team that it didn't seem to bother, and John Pemberton really came through in the clutch. Well, you know, John's worked on his free throws a lot and put in extra time and extra free throws, uh, and he's being rewarded for it now because he's stepping up. He's got a great stroke. I mean, when he steps up there and, and it leaves his hand, I can tell if it's going in. I mean, they, they, everybody on the bench can. And tonight, you just knew that, you know, everything was, was right there. He was extending. He was following through and finishing on his toes. You did miss a few early, right after they w went into that, uh, that philosophy, uh, and the lead did melt down a little bit, but your guys did not uh, get anxious about that. No, we, we, were, uh, we were confident and very uh, strong mentally throughout the entire game. I didn't think that uh, at any point could you sense any, any type of panic. That's one of the things we talked about yesterday, uh, is that with a team like St. Louis, you can never allow them to, to see you show any emotion whatsoever that you're worried because they pounce on it. That's the kind of team they are. And our kids, you know, they missed a free throw. We came back, played defense rather than putting our head down and worrying about it. Well, there were times in the ball game, I think, in that second half where they could have taken over because they have some great athletes. Oh, yeah. And they can play the game. And uh, it's a credit to your, your team that uh, I, I guess I call it uh, guts. Yeah. That's they, they hung in there tough. Sure. They, they, just, uh, they just kept battling back. Uh, you know, the run really helped us because uh, if it's a two- or three-point game, 
throughout the second half, they're going to be pretty fresh at the end. Uh, our making the run and them having to battle back from that take something out of them. And so now their three-point shots are a little bit shorter. Uh, they're not getting on the offensive glass as much. That was another good thing down the stretch. We got big offensive rebounds. But you got them with a small lineup in yeah. there, and they, uh, that's a sign somebody's blocking somebody out. Well, that and, and we're much more active. You know, instead of, of uh, feeling well, we can just go jump with them because we're as big, you know, we have smaller guys who are reacting quicker, putting a body on them and going and attacking the basketball, and, and we, were, we were excellent in it. You know, gosh dang, the guy that got some big rebounds for us down the stretch there was Sam Skerich. Skerich had, I don't know if we noted that, uh, two rebounds, but I think they were both late when it was uh, crunch time, and, and uh, they were big. Anthony yeah. Bonner, boy, what a player. 21 rebounds. He breaks the arena record. He scored only 14 points, had a little trouble shooting the ball, but there's no question uh, he's headed for the NBA. Oh, no, I'd like to uh, be a general manager and, <laughs> and uh, have a chance to, to draft him because, you know, what's going to happen, I think, Dick, is that he could be in the first round, but possibly he won't be, depending on who comes out. And to get him in the second round is a steal because, you know, he can shoot the ball and he can put it on the floor some. Like, he's a prototype NBA power forward. And uh, he's a good player. I didn't know he had 21 rebounds. That's a, yeah, that's a career for some guys. <laughs> you, you have to be very happy with the ball game tonight. But uh, when you look down the road, uh, we're looking at Saturday. Uh, the Redbirds have some making up to do. Yeah, I, I, I know that when with our preparation and, and the way we approach uh, games is we don't we don't really motivate ourselves by uh, revenge, but with every competitor, it's in the back of your mind. And the most important thing about that game is we you know we got to win that to stay in the hunt. And you know we're a competitive team right now in the valley. We have a chance of winning this thing, and you got to take care of yourself at home. And that's what I've been proud of our kids are doing. Well, you know, even if you're first or second you're going to be in opposite brackets of the yeah. other team that's, that's right. first. You're going to get some good draw. Yeah, uh, Doug Elgin, our, our, the Valley Commissioner, was here tonight, and he and I were just talking briefly as, uh, after the press conference, and, and he said, gosh, this thing, this tournament, anybody could win the tournament. Anybody could win the league, really, but he said the tournament. And I said to him, he says, yeah, and I said, probably the most uh, uh, important thing is your seeding and your pairings because uh, uh, there's some teams you're not going to want to play in the first round, and on the other hand, you got to you know you got to look ahead, and uh, so you know to take care of ourselves and, and finish up in the regular season strong is is important. What might you want to do different besides win the ball game when Indiana comes in here? Well, Indiana State, the main thing is is uh, don't you know we should just keep playing the way. Uh, we have been as far as not changing up. Uh, we've got to do a better job of defending their offense. They're, they were very precise. Uh, we didn't do a good job of talking on the many screens that they set. Uh, that's the first thing. The second thing is something that you can't control uh, as to what happened at the first game is we missed so many easy shots. And, you know, hopefully we won't get off to that bad of a start. Well, a few were missed this evening, but not enough to make a difference as the birds win it. 65-61. Robert, nice going, and we'll talk to you more about Indiana State okay. later in the week. One of the things, Dick, too, that I want Billy King had mentioned to me was the difference in uh, the number of shot attempts in the second half for them. I think they attempted 40-some shots. We attempted 20. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's an that shows you what good, uh, what a good job we did of 
playing defense and putting pressure on. They were taking a lot of shots. If we weren't playing good defense, a lot of them would have gone in. 16 so. out of 42. They, well, they right. shot 38% in right. both halves for right. the game. And, of course, part of that is because you went to the line so much. Exactly. But, but that's still a good point. Exactly. Nice going, Bob. Okay, thanks, Dick. Bob Bender, ISU's coach, who now gets his team ready to play Indiana State here at the arena on Saturday. We'll be back with some scores and some more post-game information for you in just a moment. 65-61, a victory for the Birds here at Redbird Arena. Uh, we have some other scores to check, and we'll get a report on Wesleyan's game, which was a victory for the Titans, 85-71 at Wheaton. But uh, Kurt Swearingen covered the news conference involving St. Louis coach Rich Grower, and let's bring Kurt in just to get a little uh, flavor of what Coach Grower had to say about his team's loss here at ISU. Just to give you an idea, Dick, he walked in with his travel bag and his coat on. He was ready to, to hit the road. He was not real happy. Uh, a word that he used, uh, an adjective quite often, was hideous. It was a hideous loss for his team. He was not happy with anyone's play except for Anthony Jones. Anthony Jones off the bench had 10 points for St. Louis, but the Bills lose it 65-61. to Now, well, the, one other question, too, Dick, that was asked of him was about the NCAA. One of the uh, reporters asked if he thought that this loss would really put a, yeah. a damper on possibly getting the NCAA. And he said, with this team struggling the way it is, they have to take it one at a time. And right now he said the only thing we can focus on is Butler. He was uh, very, very disappointed about the way they played tonight. And he said, that, you know, the four-point loss... Um, he said it was not that close. He said, uh, you know, people are going to read the paper and think, oh, that was a close game, but he said that is definitely not an adjective to use. Well, of course, St. Louis made up a big part of the what once was a 13-point deficit toward the end of the game, and the four-point uh, difference is indeed a little bit misleading. St. Louis uh, very much in the picture in the MCC as far as the regular season championship is concerned. They could get in, of course, as the tournament representative there if they win their conference tourney championship. If not, they certainly uh, still have hopes of an at-large berth with now a 13-7 and record after their loss here. All right, we mentioned Wesleyan over Wheaton, 85-71 at Wheaton. Titans uh, with a nice win on the road. Let's find out more about that game as we check in with IWU Sports Information Director Stu Salowitz.
65-61, Redbirds over the Billikens, Tom. That's four of the last five now. And the birds back into the Missouri Valley. And, uh, well, they're all critical when you're in the race. And that's the case with the game against Indiana State on Saturday. I'm getting a feeling, Dick, this is starting...